And now, Ben Devo, the voice and layers. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo. Talk sports and manliness. As always, I'm Billy. I'm Devo. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm, I just got like nervous when you when you started the countdown. I was like, I haven't done this in like two weeks. Right. What am I going to do? Right. It's my fault. I just want to let everyone know that Billy, he's on his computer and he's like patiently waiting for me to log in and it never happens. And I just have to apologize. I have just been wrecked, tired the last like two weeks. Right. Um, I even fell asleep tonight, and thankfully Billy texted me about fourteen times and called me. Fourteen times exactly. And, yes. And um, it was fourteen. My phone said so. Because after you called me, I was like, "Well, I can't answer it because it's." I was laying down in Finn's room. Right. So I hit ignore, and then I look, and it says fourteen messages. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. It's like he's either spamming me or he's really pissed off. I was like, I was at, like at least three of them. At least three of them were Devin, 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 Devin. <laughs> and then another six were Devin, Devin, Devin. Are you awake? Yep. Devin, yep. Devin. Because I've tried that before and it worked. So I figured, ah, let's give it a shot. And no, it worked. After it did, The phone call is what worked. Right. After 14, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's try calling him. But that's good now. I'm up now. And I had some shit I wanted to do anyway. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, I can't be going to sleep at like 8.30 every day. That's ridiculous. Sure. I mean, I could honestly be going to sleep at 8.30 every day, but really, I shouldn't. Who wants to do that, honestly? Right. Um. So I just wanted to let you guys know that it's my fault. Um. I've been waking up really early. Um. I've been working out three days a week and... Um, work's been busy, but it's no excuse to let you guys down. Sure. So I'm back. I've actually taken the week off from doing any running or anything since we had the 5K on Saturday. Oh, the inflatable 5K? Yeah. And, uh... That looked like fun. It was. It was pretty fun. Um, we did okay. Heather is not necessarily built for long-distance running, um, Even though the big long gazelle legs, right? Um, she just doesn't. I mean, she did okay. I'm not saying like she's not built. Yeah, like, holy right, shit, her you. her physique is off. She's just not. She's not a long distance runner like I am. Like I can take six months off from running and then go out and start running again and run a mile the first day. So, did you find you you did what forty five minutes? Uh, we did somewhere between thirty five and forty. That's fast as fuck. So it's not too bad. I mean, we walked a few times, and there were a few times where she walked, and I kind of just slow jogged him, you know, next to her to keep the momentum the, going. But were there lines at the obstacles, or was it pretty clear? No, it was pretty spaced out because we still finished like in probably the top fifteen or so of our group. So once we kind of separated from the pack, you know, one group got out in front of us. I think we waited one time at one obstacle. And uh, after that, we were, we had a, a pretty good spacing. But because 
Me and Yeckley did one of the mud runs one time. Right. And it took like 90 minutes. Sure. Because there's too many goddamn people, and at every single obstacle, there were lines. Right. You get stuck in the middle of the pack, and that's what ends up happening. So unless you're like that competitive guy who like signs up and is like, no, fuck it, we're timing this, and you start off in the very front, and you stay in the very front. Right. Your ass is waiting. Sure. And this one, they they didn't actually like officially time anybody, so we kind of just went off of... Uh, they lined everybody up and we were ready to go at 10 and then they said a couple words and then we shot off at like 10 or five and then we were done and, um, we'd gotten, you know, our shirt and our metal and water and all that stuff and cleaned up with the kids. And that's when we checked the phone and it was about 10 50 ish. So we were like, well, it's been a couple of minutes since we finished. So it's probably between 35 and 40 minutes, which is not bad. The one we did, they had free beers at the end of the race. Nice. And I was like, dude, I'm fucking covered in mud. So we did them stone cold style. Just basically poured them on our faces. <laughs> I think that's the way to go. That's fair. A couple of Steve Weisers. After you do a mud a run. Day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I know Heather wants to do a mud run now. So we may have to get a squad together. <sighs> yeah. It, you know, the... The mud run was interesting. It wasn't as competitive as I thought it was. It was kind of a we're all in this together kind of feel. Right. You know, so people were helping people of up course. the obstacles and over them and around them or whatever. So Yeah, and I think if you do it in groups, don't you get, like, it's a little bit cheaper per person? I think so, and they'll t- they'll say your team name, although me and Jason put in a team name and they did not say it. Well, was it like Team Ball Sack or something? Yeah, it was something like that. I don't remember what it was. It was like <laughs> Balls Deep or something. Nice. I don't know. Well, if we put together a squad, it's got to be the BDSM squad, right? I think so. so. BDSM show. Yeah. For life. I think we have to. Then we make up shirts and all that stuff. Yeah, we do have a logo. It's true. Something so. to look into. Shit, maybe we'll do that. Jen's been working out. I've been working out. You've been working out. Heather's been working out. I mean, we're getting right, son. Right, right. And I'm still gaining weight since I started jogging back up again. So well, you know, it could be muscle transfer. Maybe I don't know. I I've noticed my dad gut has slimmed down just a little bit. Uh, I'm not ripped or anything resembling ripped anymore. But um, you know, the gut's a little bit slimmer. And when I pretend to flex my stomach, uh, it's a little less rounded. <laughs> um, but I am, I'm up uh, since the surgery, since uh, the week after the surgery when I weighed and I was down a couple pounds. Uh, I, I think it was six weeks up until the 5K. So uh-huh. you don't get back in shape pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, I, I weighed myself last week and I was up to like 188 or something like that. So... I gained about I, seven and a half pounds. I weigh myself every day. And I know they say you're not supposed to do that. Um, but for me, it's like an accountability thing. It just kind of keeps me cognizant of what the goal is. Sure. You know what I mean? And so while I understand that, your body will fluctuate depending on if you're dehydrated or if you got a turd on deck or right. whatever. Um the, uh, yesterday when I weighed in was the lowest I'd been in a long, long time. Nice. I came in at 220. 
Very good. And w- when I started the journey, I was at about 247. Nice. So and it's working. How much know? is the bet with uh, Adam and Jacob? Um, The bet was, I want to say it was for 20 pounds minimum, right. which I've already done. I don't remember what the, you know, I'm I'm clear of the bet. I don't have to shave the beard. There you go. What about Jen? And then they anteed in, and they were like, um, she's going to end up probably getting a Jacob and Adam tattoo. <laughs> you know, like those infinity ones? Did I tell you that? That's what she was going to do? Oh, That's yeah. what they told her? Oh, yeah. It's going to go right on her wrist, I think. Nice. <laughs> she's going to get it. Finn and Archer on one arm, and then Adam and Jacob on the other. You don't want her to get it tattooed on her ass? I would. I'd be fine with it, wherever she wants to put it. <laughs> put it on her neck. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I agree. I think it'll be hilarious. <laughs> I could just see that. Oh, Adam and Jacob. Are those your sons? Are those your sons? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're my husband's asshole friends. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you, you want to... Play the games. You got to pay the prices. Sure, sure. Don't make a bet that your ass can't cash. That's right. So my beard is safe, and um, they also said they would pay me two dollars a pound. So hey, I mean, you know, I got a lap dance and a half waiting for me. Nice. Um, you know, and my goal now, it my weight loss is kind of like slowed down a little bit, right. and Jacob thinks it's because I could be building some muscle. Sure, makes so sense. Now, I still want to lose weight, um, and I'll probably end up going down to, like, 190, 180, if I had to guess. Okay. But I want to get rid of the the belly. Right. Like the Dunlop. You know, when your belly Dunlopped over your belt? (laughs) (laughs) I want to to get rid of it. I was like, okay, how's he going to work a tire into this? (laughs) (laughs) You like that? Nice. No, I do. Because people call it your spare tire, but, yeah. So I'm I'm ready I'm totally ready to get rid of this belly. Like it's been with me long enough and you know oh you know you know what else is interesting is I um may have been intimate with my with my wife last week would be one of the No, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Two days ago. Tuesday. Two days ago. Thank you. Um you can see so much more. Like <laughs> You know what I mean? It's it's more like, sure, like a first person video, but like a, like a first person shooter. Right, right, right. It's not just like you see more than just belly. Right. No, that makes so sense. There's that too. Yeah, yeah. Just think. See, so, the belly size goes down, and the wiener looks longer. It does. You know, you it's the same size tool, just in a smaller shed. Right. Exactly. So. <laughs> Perfect it just analogy. Looks bigger. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm fine with it looking bigger. It doesn't have to actually be bigger. Right. I mean, whatever. I would be. I'd be okay with both. Sure. Absolutely. <clears throat> but the you know the belly is still there. It's just like it. It looks like deflated, like a tired beach ball, and not like a proud beach ball. Sure. Might take uh, like just well, a, a bit of core work, crunches yeah, and the and like. I think so I'm doing the weightlifting now, and I did notice a muscle in my arm the other day. And I've only been like ten, seven times, maybe tomorrow. No, tomorrow will be my ninth visit. 
sure. to the gym. <clears throat> but it's a body shock. Yeah, we go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And Jacob drives all the way up from Gibsonton or Sefner or wherever he lives and uh, meets me at the gym three days a week. He tries past work and past probably two other Ys to get to the Y that I go to. Nice. It's like, you know, it's nice. Uh, that that uh, peer accountability it really makes a difference. Sure. Because there's definitely times where I would have been like, fuck this, I'm sleeping in. Right. But I knew Jacob was going to meet me there, and I was like, oh, I can't let him down. He's sure. drive all the way up here for nothing. So it works out really well. The lady at the gym knows me. She doesn't even scan my card anymore. She's just like, hey, Devin. Nice. You're a regular so, now. I guess. Now I, can't let, now I can't let her down either. It's just like so many people just depending on me. So much pressure. So much pressure. So much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, so, it's pretty cool. And then me and Adam, me and Adam text like all day about. He's like always asking me what I'm eating or stuff like that. Nice. We and got I'm some have good to give friends. Give alcohol man. a hiatus because I went out with Will and I drank way too much and then I fell off of his boat into the water and that's when my <laughs> phone died and so that was a. Mm-hmm. That was my cheat day, and you know what? I would honestly, looking back, I rather would have just had a pizza. What? Instead, instead of booze. How did you fall out of the boat? I was drunk, and you know, if it was dry land, I would have just fell on the ground. But instead, I fell onto water. Were you playing fucking? I don't know. Were you Jack from Titanic? I'm the king of the world, and you just fell over. I think I went out. They were stopped. It wasn't moving when I went over. I, you know, I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just, uh, and it was in the river. So gross. Nasty. You nasty. Yep. No wonder your phone nasty. died. Your phone's like, fuck this. Yeah, that's what I said. If my phone came back from that, I'd be like, man, it stood up to the river. <laughs> your phone's like, I, I don't want to live this life anymore. I've had enough, you asshole. Fuck you. So Will was kind enough to let me borrow his Galaxy 6 Active. He doesn't use it anymore, I guess. He uh, got it for work, and then he ended up getting an iPhone. Nice. And so now he, he had this one just laying around. He's like, I'm just going to sell it on eBay. He's like, here, you run it until that Galaxy 8 comes out, which is what I really want. Right. You know, because then, you know, but the nice thing about buying the flagship phone, even though it's expensive, it, um, I don't have to worry about it for like three years. Right. Like all the updates and all that shit. I don't have to worry about any of that. It'll run fine. Right. I may have to get that when it comes out. Three or four years. What I did last time was, uh, this is how I ended up with the S5. When the S6 was about two weeks from coming out, Best Buy ran a deal where it was a dollar with the new two-year contract. So I was like, eh, I don't need, I was waiting for the S6 and I had saved some up for the S6 and I was like, I don't need the S6. I'll get the S5 for a dollar and get a life proof case, spend 70 bucks and have yep. a plenty good phone with a great case. And I mean, it's still three years, two years later now, it still works fine. I just have, yeah, it's a fantastic phone. I just have hard drive issues because yeah, me too. Mine ran out of space too. The shit's fucking full. Even though so. I had a, 
32 gig card i just still couldn't get enough stuff off of the phone and onto the card right and i'm whenever i update the apps i have to clear the cache out so there's that but other yeah, than that too. the phone works fine you know it has the occasional the asshole moment where the screen freezes but <laughs> it's fine the the 8 is going to be like a 64 gig and 128 gig i think those are the two different phones right and i think it's still going to have a um sd card slot right so that's fantastic news yeah 64 gigs a lot harder to go through than 16 gigs yeah it's gonna have a uh a, like a retina scanner or a iris reader or something like that so like one of the security things that can read your eye nice so that's pretty cool um i don't know if they're gonna make a waterproof version but i'm not gonna get the edge i'll get the flat one and then just get the life proof box for it right right and they're they're fairly waterproof to a degree or water resistant mm-hmm. anyway so yeah the the life proof case my phone still looks mint yeah even though it took a spill and you know it's not toddler proof but the life proof box did take a beating right and i probably could make a claim on life proof to get my phone replaced I have the insurance. Oh, that was another whole debacle. So I have the insurance on the phone, the jump or whatever they call it for T-Mobile. Right. The deductible is $150. What's the fucking point? That's what I said. You're paying how like, much what? a month for that? 10 bucks. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I'm going to kill it. Well, when I buy the new phone, I'll keep it because replacing that phone would be expensive. Right. But this phone, the Galaxy 5, I could go online and find them for 180 bucks brand new not even refurb i mean you might not even have to pay that much for the five with the eight about to drop so i'll be i'll be canceling that on jen's phone since hers is more than like a year old right and uh i probably will keep it for the new galaxy eight that way if it does take a shit get lost get stolen whatever 150 is not so bad for you know a 700 phone right so, um, so that's that's my story about my phone and my cheat day. And you know what I did last weekend? I um, I didn't cheat at all. Well, there you go. No booze, no food, anything. I'm trying to make up for it. You know, uh, I could see the that. weight loss slowed down. I could definitely see so, that the cheat day resulted in a taking a dive. So it I did. Mean, you think about eating a pizza, and you're like, "How is this pizza gonna fuck up my phone?" How's this pizza gonna fuck up my whole fucking day? <laughs> and next several days with my wife. Right. She wasn't happy about that either, so Well, understandable, I suppose. <clears throat> it's not easy to explain that hey babe, I got too drunk and fell off the boat. Oh, and the worst part was I fell asleep on Will's couch and so she's calling me and she thinks I was on the boat and you know what I mean? Like it just Right. It didn't work out. Right. Oh, speaking of Will, did you see that he is engaged? I he did. He is fianced? I did. That's a congratulations, Will and Jess. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, she said yes, okay? And she didn't That's say yes true. at gunpoint. That's like people <laughs> people at work ask me how my wife does it. And I'm like, listen, my wife married me of her own free will, okay? She knew what yeah. she was getting. 
I did the, uh, you know, I, I think I pulled a fast one on Jen when she said yes. I was like, it was like, I was like, let's get married in like four months then. Right. That way she couldn't you know, change her mind. She had less time. Yeah. 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 In retrospect, if we'd have waited a year, we probably wouldn't have made it. <laughs> so that's the spirit. <laughs> but here we are with two beautiful children. Right. Right. And, and one idiot who fell off of a boat. Been married almost <laughs> nine years now, eight and a half years. Yeah. I think next year's going to be 10, 10 years. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. She wants to do the Disney cruise. Oh, boy. I'd like to check it out. They have a Marvel cruise and a Star Wars cruise. Right. And I'd be interested in either one of those. Right. I wonder how much more would it be worth it to wait till Archer's a little bit older, but... I mean, I... Leave his little ass behind. I get the appeal of the the, uh, 10-year anniversary. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be... He'll be three. Yeah. I'm sure he'll get something out of it. Finn will be six. Jesus Christ. Right. Maybe six, almost seven. Six is good. Yeah, he'll remember that. Right, yeah. And he'll be old enough to old enough to do all the fun stuff on the boats. Of course. Um, Let's see. We're still planning on the, the September cruise. That's just a quick little weekender, which is what this whole weight loss thing was about. And now it's kind of like taking over my life as like a hobby. Sure. Let's see um, how that happens. But I want wanted to get my uh, Speedo body ready for the cruise. Of course. Even if it's not completely there, you should definitely Speedo it up. I have, You know, there's this company called Chubbies. And they make, you know, skies out, thighs out, shorts. You know, those ones that, that you and I don't wear. Right. They have some that are like basketball tear-offs. And they're like American flag. And then it has <laughs> an eagle with the face over your dick. <laughs> Speedos underneath it. That must be one small beak. <laughs> and they're called like the grand finale or something like that. So the idea is you wear them with the break off, and then when you go in the pool, rip, and you're in your speedo, and nice. then you're in the pool. Fantastic. So I would totally do a speedo. Sure, you might as well. You're not going to see any of those fucking people ever again. Right, and you know we're, <clears throat> they're going to do the drink package. Right. So. Eight or ten beers for breakfast, I will be ready. Of course. Absolutely. All day. In a Speedo. I want Speedo tan lines. I think that would be funny. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, I want to talk about some stuff that's coming out. Sure. Let's, let's start with Game of Thrones. Yes. HBO just dropped their very first... Season 7 trailer? Or teaser? Teaser trailer, yeah. It was a teaser, because really, there was no nothing new revealed. No. Just saying that, hey, we're still working on this, don't forget about us. Sure. Because the problem is, you know, since winter is coming, the shooting of the show has been pushed back, so that they can use more of the winter months for filming. Right. Because before, the show would come out, in like like March, right? I don't know. I think you were telling me it was right around Easter before, which would put it they, about April. Was, 
now this season has been pushed to July. Yes. Which I'm totally fine with because you know what that means. That means they're good, they're getting it right. Sure. Yeah, they're not rushing it. Right. They're they want to make sure that it's good. You know, like it's not CG snow. It's not soundstage snow. They want those assholes to be cold. Right. Absolutely. So that's good news that winter is coming. Yeah. And apparently they had like a Facebook live event where they had like an ice block with something in the middle and the fans were supposed to type uh, fire something something the the uh, dragon word for fire and that would like they pour some flame on the the ice block and eventually the ice block was supposed to melt and apparently it was taking forever so they just turned the torch on and said fucking melt away (laughs) awesome so and then i I mean it worked apparently there at one point there was like 138,000 people watching the live feed so that's what it takes i mean that's marketing right there man that's right what was it what was in there I didn't see. I didn't watch the video. I didn't do any of that shit and didn't read enough through the comments on Reddit. But I assume it was just something with the date because it was supposed to be like the uh, premiere date reveal. And then they ended up coming out with the the teaser trailer with all the uh, house insignias and um, had the date at the end of that. So that minute and a half was much faster than however long. 15, 20 minutes to an hour that it took to melt this fucking ice block. So. So the date is July 16th? July 16th, yep. Yep. So. Um, and that will see the the uh, Targaryen armies probably landing. I would think so, yeah. In, <clears throat> and it will see... Winterfell being restored. Hopefully, yeah. And uh, what else will we, you think we'll see in this season? Definitely more White Walkers. You think? I think they'll make it to the Wall. Absolutely. And I, I feel like our last, like, plan. I think our last, like, two episodes will probably be the battles at the Wall. Right. Someone in, getting in head, overrun. I, yeah, I think the Wall's going to fall. I do. Yeah, I think so. so. I think it has to. What are, you know, it'll be like super, super epic. Right. What I'm interested in seeing is if Bran ends up making it back to Winterfell. Because he's north of the Wall right now, right? Oh yeah, they're way out in the fucking boonies with uh, Uncle Benjen. <laughs> That's right. He can't go past the Wall. Isn't because there's magic on the Wall or something. Something like that, and he's because he was he was killed, technically and killed, the children. and they yeah. uh, they saved his life somehow. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, I mean you got the Stark family reunion going on in Winterfell, except for Arya, who was in uh, she, she was busy off, cutting that guy's face. Right, she was off killing um, what the fuck is it, Walder Frey. So, there was that. Hopefully she makes her way back to Winterfell now that she's done that. Crossed his name off the list. And uh, hopefully Bran makes it back home. 
Cersei is the queen, the Mad Queen. Yeah, Cersei's gone full Mad Queen. Yep, absolutely. So I'm interested to see what Jamie's because at at the end when her like personal maester was naming her queen, you could see the look on Jamie's face like what the fuck happened. Yeah. So I'm interested yep, he'll to see if kill he her. stands by her side or if he knocks her off or if he tries to knock her off. Okay, I mean he is Kingslayer, so Right. I I wouldn't mind seeing him kill her. Be like, hey, I love you, sis. I mean, we've been I've been inside of you, but here's my steel, and not my wiener. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you shall you take my first sword. Ep- remember that <laughs> to the hilt. <laughs> Do you remember the very first episode where Bran was climbing up that tower? Right. They were banging. Oh yeah, they were plowing away. Because that was when you had to reassure me that incest wasn't the overarching theme. (laughs) It was just like two episodes. Right. Right, and then he like hate-fucked her over their son's dead body. (laughs) Yep, that wasn't weird. No, not at all. Or was it, uh, it was Marcella, wasn't it? I don't remember. So Could have been Joffrey, I don't know. Yeah, might have been Joffrey. Actually, I think it was Joffrey because that was before she sent him off uh, to go get Marcella. I believe to s- save her. He did a real good job saving her. Yeah. Well, when uh, what's her face, um, Oberyn's wife kissed her. I was like, that's strange. But I have a feeling she's she just poisoned her. And then sure enough, five yeah. minutes later on the boat, she starts dying, bleeding out. And I'm like, but she killed herself, right? And then they go over to her and, oh, yeah, she's got the antidote. So. So. Um, there was a new uh, Fast and Furious trailer that dropped. Yes. I'll tell you one thing those movies get right, and we talked about it before the show starts, is the mm-hmm. music. It's awesome. I mean, even if you're um, not a hip-hop fan, it's it's hard not to get into it you know with the theme of the with the trailer and everything do you think Ludacris has a big part with the music or do you think they're just like shut up and be an actor oh I'm sure he does because he was part of the um, the Too Fast Too Furious soundtrack uh, I think he had a lot of say in what got put on that soundtrack and I know he obviously he had like the theme song um, you know like the lead track on the soundtrack and everything mm-hmm. so they probably do Obviously, he's in the music industry, so you know he's got an ear. He was very successful for a very long time. So I mean, Tyrese has an album, yeah. But I mean, Tyrese <laughs> Tyrese doesn't have the su- sustained success and quite at the level that Ludacris had for like a decade there. You know what I noticed about Tyrese's acting? He screams a lot. Yeah, he's a very angry That's all he does. person. Like in Transformers, in Fast and Furious, in I couldn't name you another movie that he was in. I mean, to be fair, they are action movies. I guess. I do appreciate his uh, his role in the Fast and Furious movies, though. Especially yeah, me too. the banter with him and Ludacris. I just I love it. Um the the, the new movie shows. 
um, Vin Diesel's character going rogue. Right. And so I'd be interested to see what, what it is that makes him do what he does. Right, because in the latter, the uh, the la- the latest latter the latest trailer, uh, she's talking about how he came to his choice, and then you know he points the gun at her and screams, "I never had a choice," or something like that. See, so, and I feel like that gave too much away. Well, I feel they should like, save that for the movie. I mean, like we all know that's true, but save that for the movie. I feel like they might have been splicing. And like he's pointing the gun at one of the team, and oh, like he was like, I never at had Michelle a Rodriguez, right? Like I'm not doing this of my own free will. Obviously, I wouldn't do this. You guys are idiots if you think I would, right? If it wasn't to save all of you, or if it wasn't to save Brian, or right? Because I know she, you know, Michelle Rodriguez says at one point, you know, I don't know what's causing you to do this, but I know you love me. So how many how many different times in this movie do these characters try to like bring him back into the loop? And at some point, he probably pulls a gun on one of them. And is like, listen, I don't have a choice, fucker. So back up. Right. I do enjoy that they brought Jason Statham back because I'm a big Jason Statham <sighs> fan. Me too. He's funny. Like his wit is a ten. Right. And he can fight. Right. Right, and I like that uh, he's now on the good side, because I don't like rooting against him as a villain. Yep. So there's he, that. I mean, he makes a good villain, but Absolutely. Um, I agree. I think him and The Rock have a great dynamic together. They do. They do. They. Had, I mean, even in the trailer, they had the banter where he's talking about him being a teen crumpets eating asshole or whatever, and yep. Jason Statham's like, I think you're... Shirt's too tight. Why don't you get a bigger size? Cutting off the bloody old Right. That was a, um, a Michael Caine, Jason Statham. <laughs> Michael Caine. Um, also, the trailer features The Rock um, doing an extraordinary stunt. Yes, it does. So. He's in one of these trucks with tracks. Of course. And then he tells... Whoever to take the wheel. I think it was Luke, um, not Luke Chris, Tyrese. And then he jumps out of the truck and he goes like skiing on the snow while he's holding on to the truck. Right. And then he shoves a torpedo with his bare hands, just redirects it. With his bare hand just pushes it into another truck. Right. And then gets back in his truck and keeps driving. Right. So, so they do have some silly stunts in, sure. in that. And I feel like even the last movie with like there was a scene where they were on the trying to chase down an airplane. Right. On like the world's longest runway. Right, on in uh Fast Six. Yes, that was it. Yeah. It was like how the fuck long is this runway? Because they've been coming at this guy it. forever. This guy's doing like ninety miles an hour. He should have ran out of runway after about a minute. You know what I mean? Right, if even that much. And yet it's like a 10-minute combat scene. Yeah, right. The scene was 12 minutes long or something. Sure. And then in Fast 7, you know, they jump the uh, the, the supercar from one skyscraper to another to another. So, I, I mean, 
you take these movies for what they are. You don't you don't get these movies. You don't go to these movies for their amazing plot and believability. I mean, it's it's it's, it's an action it's, flick, right? It's an action flick. It's a dude flick. It's it's dumb fun. It's it's, it's chicks in bikinis. You know, they always have that gratuitous scene, right? So the camera behind the chick's formula. butt. Yep, it's a so, good formula. I mean, they got fast cars, uh, shiny weapons. Six stunts, hot women, and good hot music. Chicks. Yep. Sounds so, like a party. Right. And we got allegedly another two after this one, so... Ten movies. Jesus. Right. I hope they bring the kid from Tokyo Drift back. I'd like to see him. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? And Bow Wow. Hopefully, Jason Statham stays on the good side. You know, he, he makes yeah, a run with great. the good guys, and he's like, Hey, you know, this isn't half bad. I like this. Let's this be good so, from now on. So bad. That ludicrous, he's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Rest and rest in peace, Han. Sure. Um, there was also a Deadpool trailer. Yes, before Logan. And they they kind of made fun of Superman. Right. And then they did their Deadpool thing. It's still like a year away. Right. Like Deadpool's not until like March 18. Yeah. So. So that'll be fun. It was funny if you have a chance to watch it. It's like two minutes long and it's funny. Right. I enjoyed the shot at Wolverine. Yeah. He was oh, talking about how theater. long it took him to put his costume on. And, uh, and he was <laughs> he was like, it would have been better if it was Wolverine. I mean, Logan. Yeah. He's like, that guy wears the fucking tank top and jeans. He's ready to go. Yeah, it was great. It was well done. So, it was like the the, uh, bridge teaser for the first one that had the internet going nuts. Yes. You know, it was was like two minutes. It was very simple. You couldn't tell if it was going to be a scene from the movie or not. But it, I mean, it it put the movie out there. So It's definitely, I don't think that's a scene from the movie, but... They just wanted you to say, don't forget about Deadpool. Sure. You're watching a rated R, you know, Marvel movie. Right. You're welcome. And that reminds me, we were, we went to the Cinebistro to watch it. Yeah. And we saw Logan. And we'll get into Logan later. And this guy was like, two seats over because Jen got there before me. So she went to the bar. And um, he's like, oh, this is, there's only two R rated Marvel movies. And in my head, I'm thinking, no, there's not. There's a bunch of R-rated Marvel movies. Right. And he's like, this one in Deadpool. And I just, I didn't want to get into it because you can't correct those kind of people. Sure. But maybe you can name a few other R-rated Marvel movies, Billy. Marvel movies? I I feel like there's some lesser known characters that are darker. What about like Blade? Blade? Oh yeah, Blade, absolutely. He's a one, Marvel guy. One, two, and three. People see most people don't realize Blade is a Marvel guy. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing old Wesley Snipes show up in the Avengers. Why not? Right. I see. I didn't know that until like well after the fact when I was browsing the Marvel comic app and I was like, Blade, what the fuck? Yep. So, what about the Punisher? Was the last one rated R? You know what? Now I have to look. God damn it! I don't remember if it was rated R. It had there Thomas was Jane. Two. John Travolta. There was another Punisher after that, oh, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a cheesy one with um, with uh, Clive Owen. 
Wasn't it that Punisher Warzone or something? Yeah, it was stupid. Apparently, the Punisher TV show on Netflix is brutal from what I've heard. And it's got, um, I can't think well, of the guy's name, something. It says they're playing a 2017 Punisher. John, oh, that must be the movie. John Bernthal, the guy f- who was in The Walking Dead. Um, he is, he's the Punisher on the Netflix show. And apparently that's a great, uh, slash brutal TV show. The Thomas Jane Punisher was indeed R. Nice. And that one was shot almost entirely in Tampa. It was in my, in the building I work in. That was the, that was the office building. And yep. then 2008, Punisher Warzone was also R. Yeah, so there you go. So there you have it. Just a couple more R-rated Marvel movies for you. Sure. But, it, you know. It's not just uh, Deadpool and Logan. The average asshole. the average farty fuckface doesn't, doesn't associate things like the Punisher and, and uh, you know, um, Blade and stuff like that with Marvel. They they think Avengers and X Men and and Fantastic and, Four and, and all that it. stuff. So, so poo on you, Mister Movie Theater Mullet Man. Yeah, farty fuck face. Enjoy going to the movies every two weeks, dickhead. Yeah, but you can't talk shit to him because you might get shot. You the, know, the, I, movie theater's dangerous place these days. I have heard that happens in the cop theater. This one is Cinebistro. Is that Cobb? It is, yeah. I think. Was it the Wesley Chapel Cinebistro? No, no. Someone has literally oh. died there. Yeah, that's... Yeah. You know they just started that Stand Your Ground case like two weeks ago? Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see because I remember the guy was an ex-cop. Right. So I'm interested to see how that goes down because he apparently... The the fight started with talking, like right. sh- like fuddy duddy with the piece was like shut the fuck up, and guy with the popcorn was like you shut the fuck up, right? Because I was, guess he threw some popcorn at him, and then he got shot. He was he, tec- he was texting, I guess his daughter's preschool. Someone had texted him, and he was trying to uh, give them advice or something on how to handle something with her, and. The guy was like, hey, fuck you, put away your phone. I'm trying to enjoy this preview before the the lone survivor. Fucking fuddy-duddies. And he told him to fuck off, and they got heated, and the guy walked out, and uh, they think that's when he grabbed his gun, and he came back, and the guy threw popcorn in his face. He's claiming the guy threw a phone at his face. The the video shows no punch, um, but it's unclear if he actually threw a phone. And I hope that idiot goes to jail f- that was, for a long time. That was two fucking years ago, and they just started the stand your ground aspect, like where they analyze whether he can use that defense or not. And if he if he qualifies for a stand your ground, then he can't be tried. Like how fucking really? dumb is that? You know, man, that's important. And because if he went to go get his gun, I feel like you don't qualify for stand your ground. Right. Well, and I don't know that that was that that's the case. I'm just blindly throwing it out there. I know that was a theory when when this initially went down was because he left the theater and came back. See, and that's the other thing. If you 
you left the theater and you come back, then you've put yourself back into that situation. You've re-injected. Right. And allegedly, he went to get management, but who the hell knows? So We'll see. We'll see when everybody gets... You imagine being that poor asshole who makes like $7 an hour getting getting subpoenaed to go to court to be like, yeah, I think I remember that guy coming and buying popcorn. Right. You know I what I mean? I don't. I, I mean, that was two sucks. years ago. It's such a shitty situation. Fighting over texting. Someone gets shot, and now a daughter doesn't have her father. I guess the mom got shot too, but she just got shot like through the hand. Right, because she went to put her hand on her husband's chest to tell him to back the fuck up. You know, like it's not worth it. And that's when he shot yeah. him. And I wonder went, if she was yelling, stop, It went stop. through her hand and then his chest or whatever. And apparently his wife, uh, I was reading testimony from the stand your ground aspect. And his wife, the shooter's wife, told him, well, that's, according to one one witness, said it's no reason to up and shoot the man. And he told her to sh- sit down and shut the fuck up. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ike Turner. Right, and Watch he had that guy. He had he was like an inch shorter than the other guy, and was like seventy pounds heavier. Jeez. So, big old. He clearly enjoying the retired life like a fat cat. <laughs> um, you want to talk sports? Let's do it. Let's talk some sports. Let's start with the combine. Okay. Um, oh, it was, we were going to look up mock drafts, too. Shit. Um, the only reason I was even interested in the Combine this year is because the University of South Florida sent Marlon Mack and Rodney Adams, two of the most prolific players in NFL history, or in, in USF history. Right. They both did as was expected, right? Like, they didn't do anything incredible and they didn't do anything to fuck up their their standing right 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 mac uh did just about what he was expected to do put up a lot of similar numbers to the um the other backs in the class the other big name backs leonard fournette and and uh in other backs whose names are escaping me at the moment but um, he did about what was expected. His 40 time was a little bit slower than I thought it would be. I but um, when I was watching him run, it didn't seem like the same fast stride, the fast, uh, easygoing stride that we're used to. So I don't know if he was just, he was having a slow day or what, but I know he's faster than the 4-5 that he ran. And, um, but I don't think, he didn't do anything to hurt his draft stock, that's for sure. So, apparently he did well in the receiving drills. Uh, There were a couple of not-so-great throws that he uh, contorted his body to make the catch. So, that will probably help his case a little bit. And, um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. I think beforehand, he said before the combine that he had been hearing from teams anywhere between the first and fourth rounds. So First seems like a stretch to me. I mean, it seems obscene, but it could have just been somebody at the back end of the dra- at the back end of the first round. It's oh, like, yeah, like hey, number thirty-two. Sure, maybe we'll take you if it makes sense there. So I, all it takes is one team to say that, and you're going to put it down and say, hey, yeah, they're saying maybe first round, right? So 
I think that'll be incredible. He'll probably be in the third round range. Um, I mean, it's going to depend because he's he's in the top five or six running backs in the class. So every year, you know, you'll see a stretch where there's a run of a of a certain position. You know, like one team takes this player at say linebacker, and then the next team goes, "Well, fuck, we need a linebacker too." Now we got to grab ours. And then the next three or four teams, they're like, shit, we got to grab our linebacker because they're all going to be gone. So bang, 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 there you go. So all it's going to do is take a a run of running backs in, say, the first or second round. And you're probably looking at at least a third-round pick. So we'll see. Um, I'm hoping he goes at least third round. But, you know, that's that's, I think he's going to do well wherever he goes. But I would prefer he doesn't go somewhere like Jacksonville where they refuse to acknowledge that the offensive line is something you're supposed to invest in. And I don't want him to go to Cleveland because that's where careers die. So. Um, he he did really well. I mean, I he is expected. You said, like the mock draft I just looked up also had third round. Right. Um, I'd be totally happy with USF putting out a third. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what was he, a sophomore? He would be a junior this year? Uh, he was a junior, was going into his senior year. I gotcha. So I'd be totally fine with it. You know, and, and I don't know if he had played another year, if it would have helped or hurt. So I totally understand him going to the draft and get paid, son. Sure. Get that money. Yep. You can always finish college later when you're a millionaire. Right, and who says he's not, like, three classes short? He just comes back for a summer session or something. Yeah, go online, you know, right. Phoenix University. <laughs> right. Um, And then the other guy we were interested in was Rodney Adams. Right. He was a burner for USF. Of course. Yeah. He ran a four 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 forty. Yes. And that's Which is good. That's pretty fast. Good enough. Right? That just solidifies that he's fast. Right. I thought he's there was an the outside fastest. chance he would run in the four threes somewhere. But I mean four 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 is still pretty damn good. It's respectable. And it's good enough in the NFL to get you into a slot position and or a kick returning position. Sure. Yeah, and I mean I was I was reading the um the player evaluations of them on the NFL.com website. And, um, you know, that's what they said about him is he's, he's tall and he's rangy, uh, runs pretty good routes and yada, yada, yada. The speed is going to be his biggest asset, you know, and if he can avoid the drops, because I mean, the one season was a two years ago, he had, he had a little bit of a drops problem. Uh, didn't rear its ugly head really the second half of last season or this just past season. So, I mean, if he's got it under control, I I don't see any scenario where he doesn't make an NFL roster next year, at least as a slot guy or a returner. I mean, he's shown in the, at the college level that he can be a good returner. So. Oh, let's see here. And he's he's projected around the sixth round. Right, that's what I saw. Right, I I mean that's I 
once you get that late, he could go anywhere from fifth round to seventh round, really. So. Um, let's see here. Where does my outline? Want to talk about free agency? Yeah, let's talk a little bit. There's been some banana shit going on today. Jay Cutler's nonite. Right. He's looking old... at being with the Jets, possibly. Which oh, is that's crazy for him. Because I mean, they yeah. they let they let Brandon Marshall go, and they have Matt Forte. So had they kept Brandon Marshall for one more season, they would have had a full Bears reunion there in fucking New York City. So, um, and they picked up Arma Glennon, Mike Glennon, right, for fifteen million a year. A guy that started eight fucking games in his career, some crazy shit like that. <laughs> like fuck, so man. Awesome. The I mean, Buccaneers I get, picked he's, up. He's got a lot of potential, so I get that. But fifteen million a year for a guy who's done pretty much nothing. Come on, come on. Old Sean Jeffrey went to the Eagles, right? I think he got like fifteen million. He got a one-year deal. I think it was a one-year, $14 million deal, which is not bad. He goes there. That's one of those, like, prove-it contracts. Like, you could be really good, stay healthy, prove you can stay healthy, and, and see where it goes from there. Adrian Peterson has not landed anywhere yet. Right. Terrell Pryor hasn't landed anywhere yet. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up back in Cleveland, but I don't know. Eddie Lacy? I don't think he's a free agent. He's on the list. That's weird. I'm yep. pretty sure he's still on his rookie contract. They have interested teams. Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle. Weird. Weird. I know, I think I heard this morning that James Starks left. Which was the other running back in Green Bay that couldn't stay healthy. Um... The Bucks signed Deshaun Jackson, so that's cool. That is um, cool. I mean, he, he has a speed element because he's, I mean, he's getting a little older, but he's still fucking fast. So it gives them something to counter the big, not as fast receiver and Mike Evans on the other side. So it's just another weapon for Jameis. I mean, we said last year during the season he needs a solid number two receiver. Deshaun Jackson has, in seven seasons, he's been over 1,000 yards receiving five times. And, uh, you know, they may put him on special teams, too, where he's been an ace returner in the past. So, we'll see. It looks, uh, at least on paper, looks like a good deal. Three years, $35 million, So, you know, they're not breaking the bank necessarily for him. And, um... I mean, obviously, it's it's another talented receiver for Jameis to throw to. So, good for the Bucks. Yep. Um, and also, LeGarrette Blunt Looks like he's a free agent. Yeah, I wouldn't be terribly surprised to see him stick around in New England. I mean, if you can, you should. Right, right. Even I if mean, it's league minimum. They gave him a shot when he got cut by the Steelers, and he worked for them, and then... I mean, it's been a mutually beneficial relationship. 
So why not? You know, the um, the one insane thing that seemed to happen today, at least it seemed insane at first, was uh, the initial reports were that the Browns had traded their second round pick for Brock Osweiler. And oh, yeah, I saw that. Collectively, the football world, uh, GMs, players, personnel, fans, everybody went, what the fuck? That just doesn't make sense. Like, was anybody, were they watching any tape from last year? But uh, it turns out that they received Brock Osweiler, next year's second-round pick from the Texans, and this year's sixth-round pick. And they gave up a fourth-rounder this year. And basically what it is is they're just eating the contract. They got extra picks to eat the contract. And now, allegedly, they're trying to either flip Brock Osweiler to someone else, or they're just going to outright release him and take the cap hit. And that's, you know, in a team like the Browns, it's not a bad idea to just pay money. Basically, they're buying draft picks. Sure. That's like like a $16 million draft pick. We'll take your bullshit contract, and you give us some draft picks, and we'll take the hit on our salary cap so that you don't have to. Right, and they got plenty of cap space, so it wasn't a matter of like, oh, they're sacrificing their future for a second-round pick. Right, but, exactly. So, And then the speculation <sighs> is that, that that move opens up the Texans to enter the Tony Romo sweepstakes. So we'll see where Jesus. that goes. Allegedly, the, Cow- the Cowboys were allegedly set to release him today and then decided against that and now they're trying to trade him and the Broncos and Texans are the two likeliest landing spots. Uh allegedly, release Tony. He's allegedly tradable. Right, you would think. Allegedly the Broncos are talking to the Jets about their current starter, Trevor Simeon. Uh if that's the case, they may trade for Romo or Houston could trade for Romo because now they need a quarterback. Uh the question is is our offensive line going to hold up? Because Romo's been mm, a tad fragile the last couple of years. So if they're going to invest that kind of money, because if they're trading for him, they're taking up like a $20 million cap hit. If you're going to invest that kind of money, you want the guy to stay healthy. So. I, I dig, son. And then... There is a um, the USF spring game is April fifteenth, I think. That sounds yeah, sounds right. You, right on. Think you guys day. are gonna come up for that one? Oh, absolutely. We had fun last year. Yeah, I want to see John, and I just want to see Charlie Strong like in real life. I'd be like, is this real? Is he here? Right, right. Actually, this month they are giving away prizes every day to. Uh, season ticket holders who have already renewed and Mm -hmm. one of one of the days this month they're giving away sideline passes for the um spring game oh that's really cool yes that'd be neat um if if you win that i call dibs sorry bubs right right i'm not gonna bring him down there and be insane Um, i'd love to to take a selfie with charlie Right, but uh, one of the other ones is a being a coin toss captain for the home opener. I think that's the grand prize. That's really uh, neat. 
a couple times they're giving away sideline gear, hats and and shirts and all that stuff. So I kind of like that. Uh, signed footballs. They're giving away all kinds of good stuff. It's pretty neat. So uh, one of them is throwing out the first pitch for one of the USF baseball games, which would be neat. So pretty That's cool fun. stuff. And uh, spring ball, spring practice is in full effect. Uh, the team has now gotten a taste for what Charlie Strong's practices are going to be like. And apparently they are high tempo. <laughs> so That's good because it's a high tempo team. Right, right. So, and I guess the new offensive coordinator, Sterling Gilbert, basically runs uh, similar to what we were running last year, uh, a little less bubble screen and more up-tempo. I would go with that. So, I mean, we had an up-tempo offense last year, and apparently they're just even more up-tempo. That's good. And Quinton will be a little more... um, I don't know, he'll be a little more experienced so he can maybe do some of the play calling at the line. Sure, sure. And uh, Charlie Strong has been, uh, from the reports so far in the two practices that they've had, he's been very hands-on with the defense. And the players have acknowledged the uh, the passion, a.k.a. the fire, of the nice. defensive coordinator. And that bodes well because I think it, you got that personality. You probably have you probably play a more aggressive attacking style defense than we necessarily played last year. So, I would love to see us convert to a blitzing, coming after you on every down defense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like you know, like we're good with going one on one in the corners. We're gonna make you beat us. Sure, and I mean occasionally you're going to get beat when you're you're coming on the blitz. But you're also going to get your share of turnovers because when you rush a quarterback, you force mistakes. So, I mean, we have a lot of veterans on defense, a lot of great athletes on defense. There's no reason we can't have a great defense. And yours and my favorite USF fullback what had their medical redshirt accepted? Yes, and yeah, we'll, we'll be coming medical, back. Medical waiver, yeah. Be coming back next year, Darius Tice. Yes, I love Seriously. Darius Tice. Me too, dude. Like, I get goosebumps every time that guy touches a ball. Right. When they used to run with Marlon Mack and Dearness Johnson and Darius Tice, all three in the backfield, I got a, like a miniature erection. Right, the reverse wishbone. I mean, that's... Yep, I loved it. That's six to midnight, all day, or a day. <laughs> and so now we got a featured back in Dearness Johnson, who does, doesn't have the speed that Mac does, did, but he's... Dearness Johnson's more of a north-south guy. Right. He's not afraid of contact, and uh, quite frankly, he's pretty talented as damn self. So, right. I, I think this is a great opportunity for him to show what he's worth and possibly enter the draft as well. Absolutely. Because, I mean, he's I think he's a senior this year. I think he's a senior so, this year. Darius Tice is a sixth-year senior or something like that this year. Right. Right. He's like a grown-ass man. <laughs> I, think he's a, I think he is a fifth-year senior because I think he played as a freshman. 
uh, oh, before, that's right. before Mac got here. So, so yeah. I am totally interested to see what the running game looks like this year. Sure. Absolutely. I'm excited. So we'll be going to that. Um, my dad will be out of town, and he'll have the RV, so we won't be able to RV it for that, but we can still have a good time. Sure. We'll go. We, there's like a fan fest or something, isn't that what you told me? I mean, that's what they did last year, so I don't see any reason they wouldn't do it again this year. It was fun. There's bounce houses and food trucks. and Right, especially with the hype of Charlie Strong this year. Yeah. I, I mean, we'll see. Should be a pretty decent crowd. All right. And uh, that brings us to the end of sports and right. into... Um, uh, the spoiler section of this uh, podcast. Yes, uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. <laughs> We're about to spoil the shit out of Logan. Right. So if you're not interested, thanks for listening. Right. I mean, we if you're not interested you. in, 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 you know, if you're going to go see the movie and you don't want to hear what you probably already know is going to happen, um, right. then tune out. And we'll see, we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for coming back after our little layoff. Everybody else, stay tuned. If you don't care about Logan, then stay tuned and listen to us spoil it. Right. So you can spoil it for your coworkers. Spoil the fuck out of it. Then you can pretend like you, you saw the movie and you know what happened. <clears throat> so um, so here we go. Right. So the movie, the movie takes place in the not-so-distant future. Right. Like 2025 or something like that. 2029, maybe. Somewhere around there. There's no mutants left. They've all been hunted down and killed, I imagine. Something like that. There was a genetic experiment or something. um, The only remaining mutants were Wolverine and uh, Charles Xavier. Right. And then, I don't know if he's a mutant, but that Caliban guy... Yeah, he was a mutant. Um, and I was going to mention him. He's just like the albino other guy. Right. He was the uh, the, the sniffer tracker. outer, the hound dog. Yeah. Um, and so what what happens is down the road you have Wolverine who's aging, which is not right. a thing that he should be doing. Correct. Um, so you can tell that he's getting you know, kind of close to the edge. Um, he's got scars. Shouldn't have scars. He's got gray hair. Shouldn't have gray hair. He's drinking booze. He's got. A, he walks with a limp the whole movie. Right. I mean, he's um, he's got a. F- the the miles are starting to show their wear. Yeah. Um. He claims it is adamantium poisoning. Right. You know, right. He thinks that that's what's been. You know, when he was younger, his his mutation was able to heal him. Right. From the poisoning, but now that he's older, it's just not keeping up like it used to. Right. So there's your your kind of wounded Wolverine, and then Charles Xavier has what seems to be Alzheimer. Yes, I think they said at some point it was either Alzheimer's or dementia and ALS. So, so it was like a devastating combo. And you know he's you know his brain is you know the most powerful brain in the world, and so um, the the bad guys were had this false uh i don't know like um motive to you know they want to help him because you know if he's he could kill the whole world you know right 
You know, the uh, U.S. government had declared his brain like a, a weapon of mass destruction. And so with with his failing cognitive abilities, he was unable to control it like he should be able to. Right. He's having strokes and seizures and all kind of shit like that. I got to tell you, Patrick Stewart nailed it. Yeah, he was like, great. What a, what a great performance. Like, you really felt for him. You know what I mean? Right. And um, so you have you have Wolverine, who is caring, his caretaker, basically, for Charles Xavier. Right. And they're down in Mexico hiding out. And it's just about their adventure. Um, they find one more mutant. You know, Charles has been talking to her. Right. And you know, and Logan's not sure if he should believe him because he does have dementia. Right. Know? And so sometimes, you know, he just talks out of his ass. Sure. Um, but, you know, they find this girl who has who is very similar to Wolverine. Um, uh, yes, and very similar. Very. Super, like, exactly similar to Wolverine. Right. She has the ability to heal, and then they do the adamantium graft, and bingo, bango, bongo, you have a miniature Wolverine. I have to say, the scenes with her fucking tearing everybody up, so amazing. I agree. I love like, the foot spike. The, the the stunt work involved, it was amazing. Like, Somebody very, very well done. She's really so. good on the wires. Like, she was doing, like, the Hurricane Radas and all the... Oh, yeah. I mean, she, it was incredible. There's, there is a scene with a younger um, cloned Wolverine, a Weapon X, that... And if you think about... If you remember the previous Wolverine movie with Ryan Reynolds, the one that was supposed to be Deadpool? Right. That's what they were going for with this current um, Wolverine. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, this, uh, this one was X-24. Yeah. I don't know what Deadpool ended up being, but... Anyway. Um, so there was a scene with her fighting him. And it was yes. basically young Hugh Jackman. Look kind of like... I thought at first I thought it was Sabretooth. Right, Leave Schreiber. Yeah, I thought at first for just a second I was like, oh, that might be his brother. Right. And then they showed him and I was like, nope, that's just CG. <laughs> you know? Right. I did definitely didn't see that coming when uh, when Charles was telling him, hey, calm down. Don't wake her up yet, blah, blah, blah. And he goes through the whole speech and says it's the best night he's had in forever. And then fucking... That scene got to me. Wolverine stabbed him. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, right in the heart. And then, like, I thought, oh, he's dreaming. That's it. He's dreaming. That's what and I thought, they too. Sh- they show Wolverine walking up to the house. I'm like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And then, oh, obviously, the- it's revealed that that's X-24, the one that they were hinting at earlier in the movie. I um, I love the scene where he went to go help the guy fix the water pipe. Right. And hillbillies, hillbillies roll up. And right. he's, he's just he tells the guy he's like go play Oki Dickhead somewhere else or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It was so great. You know the like drill. The, Get the fuck out. The black the black dude is like okay, well, this is about to go down. Right. And he's like, oh, so you've had some training? Oh yeah, just a little. Yeah, some. And you do feel bad when that guy's whole family gets murdered. You saw it coming though. 
Uh, yeah, you know, he did do the, you know, he was going to shoot Wolverine, which I thought was really cool, because I would have done the same thing. Right. Be like, listen, numb nuts, because before you, we were fine. Now my whole family's dead. Right. Well, and the other part of that was he wasn't sure if it was him or the other Wolverine that just murdered his family. That's true. And he did crush that one. Right. That was great. Right. Um, but yeah, killing kids, well, it's pretty serious business. Sure. That's about as, it's about as dark as uh, a Marvel movie has gone. Sure. I, I have to say this, and we talked about it a little bit before the movie, or before the uh, the show. I really appreciate that what made this an R-rated movie was not just a couple extra fuck bombs, you know, in the dialogue. Like, it was a brutal movie. That little a, girl came out holding Chuck Liddell's head. Yes. It was a fucking brutal movie. And, and rolled it like, out. It wasn't like a disgustingly brutal, like, over-the-top, it-doesn't-need-to-be-that-way. It fit the narrative. You've got old, pissed-off, dying Wolverine, who's a cranky old fart and just wants to be left alone. He fucking goes berserk. And you got this little whippersnapper, you know, young Mexican girl who's who's got this Wolverine mentality and doesn't know how to control it. She went fucking ape shit, especially on them dudes in the in the first major fight scene there at the uh, the oil yard or wherever fucking yeah, was, where, where they were staying. And then the in opening the woods, brawl was good. In the woods when they were like they did the whole back to back broham thing and tore through a squad there. It's incredible, but it needed to be brutal. When he when he gets in a fight with the gangbangers in the beginning. That set the tone. Like, that first guy, he pulls the, the claws on. He sticks him through the head. And you're like, oh, 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 oh fuck. Okay, this is where we're going with this. When, you know, when it, they were in it the, had to in be the casino, that way. When they were in the casino and, and Xavier froze everybody. Right. And then you, you see Wolverine kind of clawing his way down the hallway. And you see the one guy at the door with the gun. And his eyes look up. And he's like, Fuck, that's Wolverine. I cannot fucking move. Right. Right. And he just, and he just pokes his claws right in the head, just like, doink. Okay, next yeah. guy. Poke him in the head. Okay, next guy. I just, I was, I, I went in knowing I was going to like the movie because there are very few. I think X2 might be the only other X Men movie that I'm like, eh. Which one but, was the bad guy in X2? That Magneto? that was the one with uh, General Stryker, who All was right. who was played by the uh, the uh, fat dude from um, the Ringer, Brian, Brian Cox. Yes, and um, I didn't really care for that one. I it seemed low budget to me somehow, but um, I kind I knew I was going to like it. I didn't realize how much I was going to love this movie, like. I'm comfortable saying it's top two or three of the X-Men franchise that Wolverine, that Hugh Jackman's been a part of. I can make a really strong case that it's my favorite of of the bunch. Yeah, I can't think Honestly. of one I liked more. I mean, I liked, I liked the third X-Men, and I liked the Days of Future Past. I love the Days of Future Past. And I have. I, to be honest, I, I really liked the first class, too. 
But I just think I, this is on another level. It was different, for sure. I I love that Deadpool had enough success as an R-rated superhero movie that Fox said, you know what? Let's just go all out. It's the last Wolverine movie. Let's go ahead, make it rated R, and, you know, unhandcuff the director and the creative team. And... Uh, Again, it wasn't just like, ha, ah, let's throw a couple fuck bombs in there so we can call it a rated R movie. It was no. language. When... It was violence. And it all fit. It wasn't just in there. It wasn't gratuitous. It was there. It was necessary. You know, it wasn't over the top, like, really, why did they put this in here? It fit. You've got an old pissed off Wolverine who's tired of just, he's tired of fighting. He wants to be done. So then these people piss him off. And you can see every time he's like, please don't make me do this. I don't want to do this. Like the Mexicans, yeah. The Cholos. Right. He's like, he's like, come on, he's, fellas, please. He's like, listen, just get the fuck out. And they were like, uh, nope, we're going to do this. And even so, when he first starts fighting him, he's like going easy until they're like, no, let's kill this fucking guy. And he's like, God damn it. Right, when they when they pounce on him, and then he's like, you know what? Nope, here we go. We're hulking out. Yep, and, and then he has to go berserk. Stabs the one guy through the head, and I was just, at that point, I was like, all right. I see what kind of ride we're in for. Let's do this. <laughs> so, it was, it was, it was, it was amazing. That's, that's what I'm left with. I mean, when the movie was over, I was almost speechless, you know, and... And the fact that, like I told you before we started recording, I was worried about the prospect of Fox having to recast Wolverine for future X-Men movies. Right. And because I just don't trust Fox. If it were Marvel, I'd say, okay, they're going to hit it out of the park. They'll find some way to make this new Wolverine work. But I don't trust Fox, especially after Fantastic Four. Uh so I was worried. I guess I should have seen them killing him off coming. But I still wasn't prepared for it. Like, I, I almost shed a tear at the end when he was like, so this is what it feels like. And she's crying because she's, she's finally, you know, calling him daddy. Right. And I just, that scene, man, I was, I was this close to tearing up. It was it was emotional, especially for a character. Now, the first X Men movie was like twenty years ago, you know. Yeah, that is true. We've been seeing he's been in like ten movies now over twenty years. We got for us that's that's high school college years, and uh, we've got a connection with him. You know, we've been watching it for the better part of our adult lives, and I just it hit me it hit me right in the feels. Um, they're obviously going to reboot Wolverine. You can't just let that character die forever, right? Right. So I'm definitely interested to see how the because how they'll add him to the first class. You know what I mean? Without adding Hugh Jackman, right? Because they're going to have to put him in now that right. they've now that they've cleared old Hugh Jackman. <clears throat> well, so. And the uh, the problem I have there is when they when they go to him in first class, they go to Hugh Jackman. He's in first class very briefly. Yeah. He's been so in he was, a couple of times. 
you've established <clears throat> that that's what he looks like. It's not. Did he go young... back in time? And in Days of Future Past too. Yeah. Yeah. So he was. He's been in a couple of those. The new. So, re- I mean, it's it, here's the thing, and my one of my coworkers and I were talking about this because he saw it over the weekend too. You know, he was talking about how he definitely wants to see more X Men movies. But what's the path you take? Do you go with this whole X twenty three class and go forward with that, or do you go back to follow the events post Days of Future Past? Whatever you do, you either don't include Wolverine or you recast him. And he was saying, you know, it might just be time to reboot. But it's like, how do you look at Suicide Squad and the recasting of Joker? People, for whatever reason, without even giving him a chance, hate Jared Leto as Joker. And part of that is because they've rebooted Batman in that universe and he's not Heath Ledger. So whatever you do to reboot X-Men, no the the next guy who plays Wolverine stands no chance. That's I mean true. Wolf, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, Wolverine is Hugh Jackman. That's like so, Christopher Reeves or like, you know. Right. Right. How long did it take them to get a Superman that people would like? Because the first guy they didn't like, and now Henry Cavill, everybody's like, all right, well, the other guy was shitty, so this is better. Right, and Henry Cavill, he's a good actor. Yeah, I like him uh, a lot. He was in Immortals before that. So when they said he was the new Superman, I was pumped. Um, But so it's like Fox has to make these movies every so often, right? To keep the license. Right, in order to keep the property. Right. How long do you wait to reboot? Because you you have to make a movie in in a certain time frame. How soon is too soon? Because I think if you turn around and say two years from now, you're like, okay, we're rebooting X Men and starting from scratch again. That Wolverine, whoever it is, stands no chance. Doesn't stand a chance. Jared Leto, he's been given twenty minutes of screen time, and people hate him as Joker. <laughs> right? He hasn't even had a chance to do anything because he's he's not Heath Ledger, and that that. Because of the Dark Knight trilogy, that Joker is so wildly popular that this Joker now they hate. And it's not even, I don't, it's not Jared Leto's fault. I haven't seen enough of him to hate him. I'm willing to give him a shot. The next Batman movie, or maybe even in Justice League, we're going to see more of him. And the thing with Joker is there are so many different takes in the comics. You really can't do Joker wrong as long as you're a psychopath. But people gave him no shot because he followed Heath Ledger, who was a legendary Joker. You know? Mm-hmm. And he did, it, he did it well enough, but it was, you know, 10, 15, 20 years separated from the Jack Nicholson Joker. And the Mark Hamill Joker. Right. So, I mean, if, if you're Fox, where do you go with X-Men from here? You can't just immediately turn around and reboot because that's... Part of the reason the Batman reaction has been as bad as it has been is people are like, really? Already? And then there's whole, the whole Batfleck thing, which I think Affleck has been fine as Batman, but yeah, he that's great, me. Great Bruce Wayne, and what I saw of him, a great Batman. So I, what do you do? I mean, if you're Fox, what do you do with X-Men? 
I, you know, in my head, I've always seen um, Clint Eastwood's son. I forgot the guy's name, but the kid looks jacked, and he could be. I think he could make a great bat, um, Wolverine. Sure. I think you. I think you just recast him, and you just insert him into Days of Future Past. You know what I mean? Okay. That's what I think. You know, like that that first class group of X Men. Right. I think you just have to add Wolverine, whatever you know, the current time Wolverine. So he'll be. Well, I mean he 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 was what two hundred years old when he died. Something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he was born like pre Civil War. Right. The so. the other thing too, I, and I like see. If you reboot, I think you lose James McAvoy as Charles Xavier, and I think he's been great as Charles Xavier. And you lose you Jennifer would, Lawrence, right? You would be losing Jennifer Lawrence. You would be losing Michael Fassbender as as uh, Magneto, and I think he's been a great Magneto. Um, so if you if you reboot, you lose that. But I mean, it, if you decide to keep with this current generation. You can't go past the events you're at now where Wolverine died because they've already established that all the mutants are dead. You know, like this X-23 class, that's it. So do you follow them and go forward? I don't think you can. They're they're not. not, The thing thing with this X-Men group is this X-Men group has been together for 20 years. This started with Patrick Stewart and Ian McClellan and... Hugh Jackman and Holly Berry and all them 20 years ago. And they've made how many movies? You know, they made their original three. They were part of Days of Future Past. People recognize them. So I'm not, I'm not 100% sold that if you do reboot, it's going to do as well. And especially Wolverine, I guarantee you, is not received as well. Unless... Clint Eastwood's kid is the one cast and he just blows everybody away and the critics are like, holy shit, this is amazing. They've knocked it out of the park twice in a row. I just don't see it. But I want more X-Men movies, you know? Everybody wants more X-Men movies. It's like when the Avengers, when that storyline runs out, everybody's going to want the Avengers back again. That's true. That's just how it goes. Yep. Those characters will never die. Right. And part of me, you know, even when Wolverine was in in the ground, says that he's still healing underneath the dirt. Right. So. Like, part of you was wondering, like, okay, the claws are about to come slashing out of that pile of rocks. But uh, not so much. I did enjoy the subtle uh, cross-tilting. Yeah, I did like that. Into the By Laura? Yeah. Like, at first when she pulled it out, I was like, uh, what's she doing? And then when she tilted it and and put it in the ground as an X, I was like, you know what? That's classy. Classy move by Laura. Yep, that dog will hunt. And you know what? Honestly, I don't really care much for the rest of the X-23 class. I don't give a shit. I would like to see more of Laura. Yeah. Because she was badass. Like you said earlier with the claw from the foot, when the one dude had her hemmed up and he was, you know, had her in like the full Nelson, like stab me now. And then she 
fucking jabs him through the leg with her foot claw. Yeah, it was, was amazing. Great. Loved every minute of it. Me too. So the next next movie is going to be the Power Rangers in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And then what? What's after that? I feel like there's another one in June. Is it, is it? Guardians of the Galaxy is in May. That's what I'm thinking. Guardians. And Wonder uh, Woman this year gets Wonder Woman 2. Apparently Thor Ragnarok is this fall. So there's that. It's going to be this year stacked. Black Panther starts early next year. I don't know when Homecoming is. Isn't Homecoming supposed to be in, in the summertime sometime? <laughs> I think so. So, yeah, they... it's another big year for comic movies. I'm excited. I love them. So, uh, that's about all I got for Wolverine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's worth the if watch. You... If you haven't seen it and you still want to, even though we just spoiled it, it's worth the watch. Right, it absolutely is. It's amazing. So. And we should probably wrap it up because I got to go to the gym in like four hours. Yeah, we're at like an hour and a half. Look at that. Well, you know, it's what happens when you skip a week. <laughs> this is true. Uh, I do have a joke to uh, to wrap this up. Close the sound. Uh, so, you know, if I had a dollar for all the girls out there that found me unattractive, eventually they'd find me attractive. <laughs> I like that one. That's an oldie but a goodie. It is an oldie but a goodie. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Well, thanks for listening, and um, we'll catch up with you guys next week. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.